Welcome to the first ever episode of the Classical Pianist Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Karachich, and today what I want to talk about is my favorite composers of all time. So, who are my favorite composers? Now, um, I have multiple favorite composers. Uh, it's not just one exclusive composer. You know, there are some people, they have one exact favorite composer. I'm, I'm not that kind of person. I have three composers that I particularly like. Now, I'm going to go in uh, historical order, so I'm going to go from the oldest composer first, and then I'm going to move on to the newest composers. So, who is the oldest composer that is one of my favorites? Well, that, that would be Beethoven, okay? Be- Beethoven, phenomenal a phenomenal compu- composer, uh, revolutionized uh, music. Um, he he um, transformed cl- classical music to romantic music, in a sense. Uh, that, that is um, ar- arguable. Uh, there's some people that don't think that they think it, it, that was uh, uh, that, that 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 would happen without Beethoven, but regardless of what you think, uh, I still think Beethoven is a absolutely phenomenal composer. I really uh, like Beethoven, like listening to his uh, music. He has composed great symphonies and great piano sonatas. By the way, I, I've played um, many piano sonatas. I played number one, the I think F minor. I, I played number five, I think it was number five, uh, the a C minor one. And then uh, recently, uh, just just this year, I played the Pathetic Full Sonata, uh, the, the first, uh, the one and five that I played, I only played the first movements, but uh, the uh, Pathetic, I, I played all the movements, so I'm pretty proud of myself there. But uh, enough about me, um, I really like Beethoven, Beethoven is a phenomenal composer. Uh, like I said earlier, and why why do I like him? Well, I'm gonna uh, go 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 for for go into this further as we move on to my uh, further compo- next composers. But um, what a, uh, in the classical period, you know, composers were in some sort of box, right? They the way they played that they, they couldn't really expand in a sense, uh, in because they they were constrained inside this box. But what Beethoven had gone ahead and done. He didn't exactly eliminate the box, but he made the box bigger. So he allowed you to, maybe the box was a tiny box and you couldn't even move in there. Maybe that's that's Bach, you know, classical period. Uh, the, the box has expanded a little bit. And now Beethoven expands it even more. You know, if you hear Mozart, he, uh, his uh, music sounds pretty similar uh, through throughout all, all his music. You know, it's not, it's uh, it's pretty similar throughout all his all his music. Uh, his pieces have a lot of similarities, is what I'm trying to say. But um, Beethoven, because he was, um, it, it, because he expanded the box, it allowed um, him to go, you know, in different to, to to different corners of the box. And this is something that really um, started the Romantic Revolution. I, I don't even think it's a revolution, really. It's just a change in society. But um, yeah, that that was uh, something that I really like about Beethoven. He really created this uh, change uh, by expanding the box of classical music. So then we move on. Um, the composer is born. Uh, this composer was actually born in the same period that Beethoven uh, was still alive and his name was Schubert. That is my second favorite composer. I- I'm not putting this in any particular order. I I think of them as favorites equally. I mean, it depends on the day. You know, one day I like uh, Beethoven, uh, Beethoven, another day I like Schubert. But um, why do I like Schubert? Well, Schubert, he, he's still in some sort of box as a Beethoven, in the box of Beethoven. He, he expands it a little bit, but his music is absolutely powerful. You know, my favorite piece 
um, by him is uh, Vandera Fantasy. If you've ever heard the uh, Vandera Fantasy, you know, it's absolutely phenomenal piece of music. Um, it's, it's one motif played throughout the entire piece. So that one motif is taken and it's expanded to 40 minutes, which is pretty, uh, it's a pretty remarkable act to do. And uh, Schubert achieved it, and it's probably one of the most amazing pieces I've ever heard. It's a piece that I uh, like to hear. It's a virtuosic piece, but it's not virtuosic in the sense as Liszt or Rachmaninoff. It's virtuosic in a sense that uh, it's, it's virtuosic in itself, you know, it has emotion too, you know, there's some uh, composers, I don't want to point fingers, but um, maybe List, uh, he, uh, he he really has a lot of uh, these, he, he really has a lot of vir vir virtuosity, but uh, it, it's, in my opinion, tasteless of virtuosity, you know, you have a lot of pianists out there like a Sokolov, for an example, Sokolov, he doesn't play list. He doesn't want to play list, and, and you know I understand him. Uh, list ca list can get boring. You know from what I've heard, uh, Brahms, the uh, great composer, he when he went to listen to list, he he actually uh, fell asleep uh, during uh, list recital. So you know it shows that some people don't like list, e even if he's uh, very virtuosic. It it's boring because it lacks um, some because to some people, myself included, he, he lacks emotional. Um, emotion emotion in his music essentially but you know schubert's uh Wander fantasy is very virtuosic but it's it's a nice kind of virtuosic it's not it's not less virtuosic and he he wrote other pieces symphonies uh uh i've i've played just one piece by him it was a few years ago I, it was the chopin uh, not chopin sorry schubert schubert impromptu number two phenomenal piece uh pretty easy to play not not at the time for me of course but it's it's a nice piece, nice piece, pleasant piece. Uh, you can kind of see the similarity of Schubert to, uh, to the classical era. You know, he he he's technically a rom romantic composer, but he has connections with the, uh, ro uh, classical era. So that that's Schubert. That's why I like Schubert. But the next composer, on or really just the final composer on my list, we I I have three, is Brahms. Now, Brahms, he. If we go go back to the uh, box analogy, he, I don't I don't know maybe expanded a little bit more or maybe it was other composers. He didn't really expand it, you know. At the time, he he was um born I don't know after I think it was after or maybe what he, he's he's younger than people like Chopin and Liszt, and however Chopin and Liszt um the, the, they uh really just expanded the box, uh, Brahms shrunk the box for himself of course not not for. The, really the classical world, but he, he just did it for himself. He uh, made the music more constrained. Um, but it, it's, it, it has a lot of um, musical emotion, in my opinion. Right now I'm playing uh, Opus 118 of Brahms. Uh, all of Opus 118 is like a story. Uh, I've, I'm, I've played, I've learned two pieces. I'm learning uh, the third one. Uh, so I've played, uh, I'm playing Impromptu or no, not impromptu. Intermezzo, intermezzo number two, and the ballad. Right now, um, my dream is to uh, learn the all of Opus One Eighteen because it's absolutely a great opus, and it all, all the pieces tie together. It's, it's like a story, really. But all of Opus One Eighteen, great, great uh, opus with great pieces inside. And uh, from playing his his music, it's simple. His music is pretty simple. 
but it has a lot of e emotion in this music, which I really like. You know, he has a lot of meaning inside his music, and, that, and that's why he has the third. He, I mean, he's not third place, he, but he's he's on my list. Okay, he he's on my list, and he's the third person that I'm talking about on this list, and the last person on this list because I am going to conclude this short episode of the uh, podcast. I will do this every day, I think. So I hope you enjoyed it. Um, and I will see you in the next episode of The Classical Piano.